what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. November 1st, 2019, episode number 103. November already, Carter. November 1st. It's the first day. It's crazy. Halloween was yesterday. Did you trick or treat? Yeah, you know I trick or treat, man. I got a whole like closet full of Halloween costumes. It's my favorite holiday every year. I mean, you and your girl, there's all kinds of Halloween stuff down there. We do love Halloween. We love Halloween more than Christmas. You know how like people will put Christmas lights up and they won't take their lights down till like the end of January? Yeah. We keep our Halloween stuff up until middle November. Right on. Um, we love cool. it. No, it's a, it's great. So, uh, anyways, Halloween's done. Saw some really cool stuff online uh, on the social media accounts with uh, riders dressing up as different things. What else happened? Uh, this this uh, oh Bromley Bromley. We saw the announcement right after we released our episode last week. Bromley put a post on there that he'll, saying he'll be riding a, an Indian next year in the Super Twins class with help from Jerry Stinchfield and Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. He is going to be racing the Super Twins, which is pretty cool. What we also need to find out is, are they paying to be a Super Twins team, or are um, they just going to try to race their way in, too? That's what that's what I want to wait and see. You know, there's, there's only so many spots to be guaranteed in as a right. Super Twins team. So uh, I think we're going to have to start keeping track of that right now. We know Bromley's in. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to hearing more uh, as the uh, months go along, as we get closer to 2020. Uh, Henry Wiles uh, recently got married, having a baby, and another announcement that it's a girl. Yeah, there's a gender reveal, and uh, it's a girl, and says future bet 30-plus class racer and stuff like that. He's just being funny with it, but, uh, you know, congrats to Henry. He's going to have a little girl, and maybe we might have another uh, girl racer coming up. That's awesome. Congrats to him and Kristen on the marriage and the baby. Absolutely. There's some other social media posts, and we did find out some some good news. Oliver Brindley was flown back from uh, New York City back to England. Uh, he'll continue his road recovery back over there, and James Monaco was driving back to California. That's awesome to hear, uh, both of those guys. Higgins and Addison. Uh, Higgins has been back in Illinois, Addison back in Ohio. So um, good to see all of them back and continuing the, that road to recovery. Positive updates from from them as well. So um, I got the bike ride coming up uh, in this, this next week. So we're going to have to probably bank one of these uh, episodes so we can keep our streak alive. But uh, a lot going on. And this episode is uh, pretty jam-packed in itself. I got two guests for you this week, Scotty. Two guests. Do I get paid double? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, double zero is zero. It's still so yes, zero. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I'll pay perfect. you. I, I'll pay you triple. No, just pay me double because there's only two guests. Okay, you're right. Uh, you're right. So the first guest, I just have to talk to her, Alicia. Have you seen what she's been doing with this Monaco painting? It is exciting, and I uh, and I'm gonna have to dig deep in my pockets and see if I can been, be the winning bidder of this this painting. It is so cool. I try to live a frugal life. Um, I don't have a lot of a. Uh, discretionary income but if i had it i'll tell you what this would be one of the first things i definitely bought a print had to buy a print right away um but this is one of the first things that uh that i would love to that original painting's just so badass i watched her from the beginning and it's just i don't know how she does it it's crazy so we're gonna talk to her first yeah i want to i want to hear like how that all came to be and uh i think that auction closes tomorrow so we'll get the details with her today it closes today oh it's friday yeah that's right today um, yeah, so six o'clock, I think. It, but we, we can get those details from her. You want to give her a call? Yeah, call her up. Hello? Uh, Alicia, what are you doing? I'm just hanging out. You're just hanging Taking out? A break. So, 
taking a break from the kids or what are you taking a break from? Oh, everything right now. <laughs> Just shutting it off so I can talk to you. We really appreciate the time. For those people that don't know who we have on here, it's Alicia Lewis, the wife of JL10, Johnny Lewis. And uh, that's a full-time job itself, just being his wife, right? Uh, yes. He is a man who likes to stay very busy. I don't know how you keep up with them. You're also a mother of two awesome little humans and hundreds of flat trackers <laughs> who come visit with Moto Anatomy every year. Yes. We always have people flowing through our property. It's actually really nice. How many people live there full-time? Just you four, or do you have more people that, that hang us. out with you guys? Yeah, right. just us. We're not really home in the summer. And then um, right now we have Bobby Lupica and his mom um, and his uncle staying with us. And then, you know, next month we're going to have probably another three, four people back with us. It's just going to be a constant flow from now until, you know, until Daytona, really. We've wow. really busy through this time. Wow. This is our busy season. It's actually kind of fun, you know, and it's really cool for the kids. The kids get exposed to a lot of different people. We have a lot of people from the UK that come. So it's, you know, different cultures too, which is really beautiful. And Canadians come. I'm Canadian. So that's kind of fun to have like other Canadians coming. But yeah, it keeps us busy. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. So the kids, they, do they get along with everybody that comes and visits? Yeah, they're like the most social creatures, you know, Max and especially, you know, he's going to be six in March, but Clary's, Clary's three and she really has found her own lately and he kind of, you know, helps her be more social. So they just run around talking to everybody. Like I can't keep track of them during the day. They've just been out talking to Bobby's mom all day and, you know, want to hang out with everyone there. And they're so excited to find out who's coming next. And it's really interesting. You know, it's a really different lifestyle than I grew up in. So it's kind of cool that we can provide that for them and, you know, give them those experiences. But yeah, they just develop relationships with everyone. And, you know, they don't, they don't really notice the ages. That's kind of something that's cool. You know, when we grew up like going to school and we had kids around us that were all the same age, they don't really have that. They just like, everybody's their friend, you know, like everyone of every age is their friend. So it's, it's a pretty cool lifestyle. That is so cool. Those kids are really lucky. So you you deserve an episode all to yourself. But uh, right now, <laughs> I want to talk about this painting. So there's there's a painting right now that's going on. Uh, it, you're an insanely talented artist, which is why I wanted to talk to you. Thank so you. Be before the auction ends, we want to have you on here and let's talk about how this project got started. I've been watching it from the beginning as to where it, it finished up and it's going to end today on eBay here in just a little bit. So how did you get started and why did this just pop into your head and where did it come from? You know, I have a really strong intuition and I didn't really know James that well, but I had this really strange feeling all year that we were about to connect on something and I couldn't tell you what, I just knew it was kind of coming and you know, kind of wished it was different circumstances. But um, when it kind of all came together, it all made sense. It kind of just popped in my head. I, I had the time, the timing was, you know, just was completely right. And um, normally I wouldn't have had that space to do that. We were kind of in between events with some stuff we were planning and it just worked out perfectly and everything kind of fell together and I felt super inspired. I was kind of like crossed up between projects with, with my own art and I didn't really know what I, I couldn't find anything that was pulling me to like actually get back and, and do something and sit down and actually put, you know, forth the energy and effort. And um, I don't know, I felt really inspired to do it. So yeah, it's like, it's been really beautiful, actually, because I was procrastinating a lot of my own stuff with my art, and I'm the type of person that I'll, like, do everything for everybody else, and um, doing all of this, lining everything up for the prints and everything, and my website, and all the things for James, somehow, like, you know, lit a fire under me to do it for myself, too, so 
it's kind of been a win-win, really good exchange of energy. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I'm really glad to be able to do this. It feels like it's a project that's really from my soul. And I'm so glad that it's, you know, having the return it's having and that we're bringing in what we're bringing in. So I'm just like, I'm hoping we can keep flowing in the sales, help them out, and it'll just be one big exchange, you know. Right on. So the backstory on this, for you don't know what I'm talking about, back in the Minnesota Mile, Monaco, who's number 22, was involved in a crash and was taken to the hospital, had some surgery, uh, and then spent some time in the last couple of weeks at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And in fact, earlier this week, he told us and confirmed to everybody that he is paralyzed, uh, but he's on his journey home right now to continue his rehabilitation and to go from there. So that's the backstory on what happened to James. But on the painting, the bidding is already up to like $2,500 I saw. I can't even put into words how cool the painting is, but it looks like he's on the front straightaway at maybe maybe the Charlotte Half Mile, or I don't even know where you came up with that. It, it's just <laughs> incredible. So um, I kind of like, I have a design background, um, art and design. You know, I put away art for like a decade of my life. Um, I just picked it up again, but I have, you know, a lot of background in designing kind of with what I was doing before. I really wanted to be doing fine art for whatever reason I kept falling back into design. But um, I like to kind of start off projects by designing them first and conceptualizing them. So the background of the photo is actually, um, you know, been superimposed with a racing photo of him. So it's not actually um, the track that he was at. So I switched it up because I feel like it was just part of the vision I was kind of going for with it. I loved the background as far as like the the lights on him the whole purpose of the painting was to like showcase his career and you know his racing and and everything and showcase him so I kind of wanted the whole vibe of the painting to be like you know that the light is on him that like we see him we notice him and there was just a lot of um connection in that for me so I wanted it to also have like you know I mean can I say badass like I wanted it to have a badass vibe for him because that's like you know kind of like the energy I feel from him. So I kind of went with that and conceptualized it first and then painted from, you know, what I created. So that's kind of how I generally start things. And I just like it to feel like what I'm trying to convey in general. And that was the message I was trying to convey. It is absolutely badass. You can definitely say that here. I have so many <laughs> questions and, and I just don't even know where to start, but how long did it take you from, from start to finish on this piece? Um, well, you know, I'm a mom and a business owner too. So I was working, uh, you know, I get up in the morning with the kids and John's been really busy. We've had a lot of projects going in between this. So um, I was getting up, you know, seven, well, most days on the days that he couldn't help with the kids. I was, you know, seven to nine with the kids and then 10 at night, I would be starting, you know, painting and I would paint till like three in the morning. And I did that for, for about a month. And, um, you know, I started it before the AFT banquet. So yeah, it's been quite a while, but um, thankfully my parents came down at like the perfect time and they had the kids all week and we had our, we had a race that we were promoting. So John was gone and I don't know how I would have finished it if they wouldn't have came. So again, it was like one of those things that I feel like everything has come together. It just all feels like it was supposed to happen and it feels right. So yeah, I'm really glad that they came because I don't know how I would have finished it. <laughs> That's just amazing. It sounds like it's just meant to be. So when you start a yes. project like this, did you have a picture that you started with? Was it from a certain photographer that you need to say thanks to, or is it just a picture yes. that you found somewhere? Absolutely. 
so I was I was like thinking the one night that I wanted to do this and I've always wanted to paint from Dave Honig's stuff and I reached out to Kathy and Dave and I was just like you know is there any way that I can use one of your photographs to do this painting from and they said absolutely and I sent them a couple you know pictures that I was kind of looking at and they sent them over to me so absolutely I would love to thank Kathy and Dave Honig at flatjackphotos.com because you know for one they're always around and they're dependable and I absolutely adore them and just two it was super cool that they just sent it over to me no questions asked you know that's what we do in this community we just we support each other in whatever way whatever you know avenue we have to offer we just give whatever we can that is just amazing so there's one original print that's on eBay right now is that correct Correct. Yes. The original painting is on eBay for auction. The auction ends Friday, November 1st. So it's ending at 6 p.m. So the auction will be over on that. And then um, the prints, we're going to, I'm going to keep running the prints for a while. So they'll be, be able to be ordered, but I'm actually going to fly out to James November 5th. So I ended that if, you know, you purchased your print by November 3rd at 9 p.m. because I still need time to print them. But if everyone has ordered theirs at that time, they'll have them signed by James. So I'm actually oh, flying out with cool. all the prints and the original. James is going to sign them. I'm, like, so excited about that. And he's excited about that. And I just think it's just, you know, kind of an added perk to the whole thing and just kind of tops off everything. If everyone orders their print by that time, they'll have it signed, you know, November 3rd at 9 p.m. If they don't, I'm still going to fulfill orders. So I'm still going to be doing prints after that. We're still going to be donating all the money to James. But, you know, the ones by that date will be signed. And you're going to sign those too, right? Absolutely. I will sign them. Okay. And how much are the prints? The prints are $95, and then we have $14.95 for shipping, and we can ship um, to over 190 countries. So awesome. um, that's kind of exciting, too, because we've had, a, we've, you know, I had an order for, from Costa Rica, and um, we've had a few from Canada. And so it's kind of cool that, you know, we can relatively ship anywhere. What a cool project. I'm, I'm so glad you took the time to come talk to us. I, I hope that that the original print goes for so much money that I can't afford to buy it. I, I know it's already $2,500, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah. it is so cool. I hope it gets way up there by the time it ends here on Friday. Thank you. Me too. Is the there anything the else you're working on in the pipeline? There is another project that is also going to be a charity piece because apparently that's just where I keep finding myself being drawn to. Um, but yeah, that will be as soon as I return home from this trip, I'm going to start that one. So yeah, you'll be seeing some more. Awesome. So cool. Where can people get a hold of you to find out more about your work? I post a lot on my Instagram. So uh, the tag is Alicia Lewis, A-L-Y-S-H-A-L-E-W-I-S. My website is alishalewis.com as well. And I have other prints on there of my, you know, personal stuff. And once I devote myself to my personal stuff a little more, there'll be more up there and prints and all that. So yeah, support me, support the racers. And I guess I just want to like thank everybody already that's ordered and shared and, you know, even just the people that have, you know, written really beautiful comments and, you know, about myself, about James, about everything that's going on, the other racers that have been injured and everyone supporting them. I mean, like, we're just in this really heavy time right now in our sport, and yet it's absolutely beautiful at the same time because everyone is just pulling together so hard, and you can really feel that. You can really feel how much of a family we are. So um, I just think that's really cool. Yeah, I do too. I, I kind of put it in better words myself. So tell Johnny that we said hi and we'll talk to him pretty soon about the Flat Track Futures. And please let us know when there's any other epic projects coming up and we'll definitely talk about them right here on Off the Groove, okay? Awesome. I appreciate you, Scotty. Thank you. 
thank you for what you did and what you continue to do. And uh, man, I love I love your story. And again, thanks for taking time to come on off the group with us. Of course, thanks for having me. That's an awesome story for a great cause. Cool to see what she's doing, and and hopefully she she does a little bit more of this in the future because she's definitely got a talent, and uh, and, and it's awesome to see her helping riders like this too. Absolutely. What a cool painting. It's a one of a kind piece. If you don't get the original copy, you can get a print, get a hold of Alicia on her social media platform and, and get one. It's it's for a great cause. Just so many awesome things I see all around the flat track community to, to help all these riders. I saw Michler is uh, putting up his bike. Bronson Bauman donating his winnings when he won that outlaw race uh, a couple weeks back. People making art, jewelry, all kinds of auctions. It's, it's just, it's great to see. Um, guess who else we got? Got second guest coming up second guest this is where i get paid double yeah so we've already talked to the twins champion yes we already talked to the production twins champion <laughs> yes last week we we're supposed to talk to the aft singles champ you got the hooligans champion joe cop on here um no but that's a great idea maybe we should do that at some point because you know we talked to him earlier right. and he had one hell of a racing season as well so dalton's gonna dalton's gonna make some time for us i love it all right we'll give him a call let's holler at him Hello. Dalton, go time, Gautier. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? Not much, man. Uh, we're just uh, checking in on you. You doing all right? Yep, I'm doing awesome. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, not um, too bad. Uh, good. Where, where'd you race last weekend? Oh, man. We were supposed to have a race at Rob's uh, Rob's racetrack, and then uh rained out the day before, so that didn't that didn't uh, work out. But uh, Oh, man. So he's got that rescheduled. I wish... I wish it would have uh, went on, but uh, yeah, the rain got the best of us. But uh, yeah, so we got a race next month there. At, I guess the same track that he rescheduled. So, uh, are you talking about the one in Pensacola? Uh, nope, Sonoya, Georgia. It's called. Oh, that's right. With the with the, the where they where they go four wide. Yep, uh, four or five wide. It's a pretty awesome bank. Three eighths uh, clay track. Right so it's pretty it's pretty awesome. You get some good racing there. So. Right on. So, so what have you been doing since the uh, season finale, and uh, have you soaked in this championship yet? Oh man, I, honestly, like these last couple of weeks, I've I've really noticed, like I've noticed that uh, I won the championship and stuff now. And after the first week or two, I didn't even realize, like I didn't understand what I did, and now I now I do, and uh, I'm taking it all in and uh, just having some fun now this off season, uh, riding with the boys that live with me here in Florida now. So. Couldn't ask for more, and then uh, yeah. yeah, we just ride pretty much every day. That's about it. Me That's cool. Training, you, you got getting ready for next year. You got number one plate on your bike already, or are you gonna wait until next year to do that? Oh, uh, you know, I got one already on the bike. Yeah, <laughs> got some uh, sick, sick new pro plates graphics on the Husky for uh, this winter for the Outlaw races. So yeah, I'll be rocking number one. Right on. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on winning that championship. I've got uh, the list of all the races here in front of me, and. If something sticks out, if you want to talk about one or one, if you have a memory about something, let's, let's go ahead and talk about it. But you start off the season, you know, I was sitting in the uh, announcer booth, me and Chris Carter and Robbie Bobby were there at Volusia Speedway when you got the call that your license was uh, reinstated. And that was only like two or three days before the Daytona TT. You threw together a bike and you go out there and finish second. So how cool and how, how crazy was that just to go out there and do that? 
Oh man, it was it was awesome, honestly. Like dream come true. I mean, you seen it firsthand. Uh, just getting ready. I mean, going to take the concussion test when you're at Volusia, announcing for the short track for Steve Nace and stuff. And uh, yeah, just it was a lot of work this off season. You know, just to try and come back and uh, prove a lot of people that I can still race. And that's what I wanted to do is just uh, keep an open open head and keep my mind clear. You know, and uh, just go out and do work my first race back. And that's what we did. And uh, I think I definitely proved a lot of people wrong that first race back and uh, showed that I can run up front still, even without racing for two years. So that was awesome. I mean, Daytona couldn't have went any better, even if we got second, you know, it felt like a win in my book. So yeah, it went really well. And uh, the rest of the season honestly went really well too. As uh, as the races went on, we we got better. So, I mean, yeah, Daytona was definitely a good race to build off of. Yeah, for sure. You go to Atlanta the next weekend on a different motorcycle, if I recall, and you go ahead and win that thing. So, I mean, what a way to start the yeah. season, a second and a win, you know, after sitting out for two years. Yeah, it couldn't have went any better, honestly. Like, that Honda, Jay Maloney, uh, Jay Constantine at uh, Atlanta when we won, that was awesome for uh, letting me uh, ride their bike and uh, let me show my talent off to everybody on a different bike. It was cool, too, and it's always nice to just jump on a new motorcycle and go out and win a Grand National. So that's always a good feeling. And then we go to Texas. You get a fifth. Was that the third different motorcycle? Is that right? Is that when you got the Husky? Yep. That's when we got the, our first Husky all done and ready to go and uh, struggled a bunch there. And, you know, I was uh, losing my mind a little bit because uh, I didn't want to lose the points lead that quick and uh, came from the third row there and uh, ended up fifth. So it wasn't too bad. It was a good uh, learning race for the Husky, I think. And, uh, yeah, we only got better from there, I feel like. How how much input did you have on building that Husky, or was that all Rob McClendon, or do you guys work on that together? How does that work out? We worked on it together, so I know I knew what I wanted on the bike from the from the beginning, and uh, that's what we did. We just did what uh, I felt like I would be best with and most comfortable with on the motorcycle, so we did uh, what we needed to do. And then, uh, yeah, it was pretty much the bike got all ready with my, my uh, wantings on everything with handlebars and all the other stuff and the husky it came out great i thought once it, when we uh, came in texas the bike looked awesome and uh we definitely had a lot of people that uh liked the look of our bike and stuff so it, it worked out good there's a few tracks on the circuit that we've never been to and, and a lot of them that you've never been to since you took a couple years off but you know we go to arizona the next weekend you get a second place what do you think of that track i noticed it's not on the schedule again this year but did you like that he finished second yeah, it's a bummer. I seen that next year they won't have it on the schedule. Hopefully they change their minds. But uh, now that was the one of the probably the coolest track of the whole year. I think TT uh, in Arizona there was awesome. It was nothing, nothing I ever raced like it before. So with all the the big uh, sweeping turns, the bowl corners and the the hills and the rollers, it was awesome. It was uh, made some for pretty good racing. A little hard to pass, but. Uh, I like them grooved up TT tracks where it's almost like road race style where you got to make your, your breaking points and everything. So it definitely worked out in my favor. And, uh, man, I wish I would have got a TT win this year, but, uh, Jesse was on it. And then, uh, Dallas at Peoria, he was, he was on it too. And, and, uh, Sipes at Buffalo chip. I wish I would have got a TT win, but, uh, you know, it's racing and, uh, can't win them all. So, yeah, I was happy to come uh, home with the second after Arizona and keep the points lead and stuff, so that was cool. The very next round was Paris, uh, California, the uh, 
SoCal half mile. You got a third there. And then we go to the Springfield TT, and you got no points. If I recall, did did you fall off there, and you didn't have a provisional? Is that how that worked out? I don't I don't exactly remember what uh, happened at Springfield. Kind of a bonehead mistake. Uh, jumped to start the first time, and then uh, the second time on the restart, jumped to start again. So uh, that was a uh, went to an automatic 10, uh, 10 second disqualification, and uh, didn't make the semis. And I didn't have a provisional for the semi, so. It, didn't put me in the semi and uh, didn't make the main that night, which was a big bummer. But, uh, yeah, man, I was hoping Sipes would have won that race. But he ended up going down about halfway through the race, I think, while leading. And uh, my heart sunk right after that. I was like, no, really needed him to win that one. But uh, I came back with a vengeance, I feel like, in Kentucky and uh, definitely made it work with what we had. That's what I was getting ready to say. The first mile of the season for the 450s was at Lexington. And you're just off the box with the fourth-place finish. Uh, the very next round was Laconia, second place finish, uh, then Lima, a sixth. Any any of those three you'd like to talk about? I mean, yeah. I mean, all of them were – there are eight races, not my best. I feel like I definitely struggled a little bit with the Husky, I feel. I feel like with suspension and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got out of those races with uh, with some points, and I was happy about that too. So, I mean, I, I think I was still leading the points after – Lima, maybe maybe Mikey had it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was just trying to get through every race and get points. You know, I can't can't be going to races and not making points, so that was my main thing, and uh, just stay in it till the end was my main goal, and, and that's what we did. So yeah, Lima was a big struggle. We finished sixth, I think, and then uh, I wish I would have won Laconia, but uh, that didn't work out with the red flag happening and stuff. All right, so we move on to New York, the short track, and. You got to win there, and I think I had you picked to win that one because uh, that just seemed like that track would suit your style. I was comparing it yeah. to the Atlanta short track where you did so well on. So uh, an, another win on the season, it had to feel, feel good to get get another win under your belt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, coming into New York, I, I remember this exactly. I was telling myself I needed to win another race, and uh, it hadn't been since uh, Atlanta that I that I haven't won so Mikey was up on a on a high and he won the uh, Laconia and Kentucky the last two races and uh, so yeah going to New York I told myself I needed to win if I wanted to stay in the championship I think he was beating me by about 11 points or something like that going in that race and then uh, he ended up not making the main and we ended up winning the main so uh, we took the points lead back over I think there and I think that's where we pretty much uh, said we're going to keep it <laughs> Right on. So we, we move on to South Dakota for two rounds, just two days apart. Had you raced there at the Buffalo Chip and, and Rapid City Half Mile before? Uh, I didn't race it for the National. I've raced it in 2016 when Roland Sands had a hooligans race there. I did a little pro class thing with a bunch of other racers, and uh, yeah, that was the only time I raced it. And the okay. track was totally different when we raced there in 2016. So. So you got a second behind Sipes, you said just a moment ago, and then you got second at Black Hills. So, you know, two solid finishes right there back to back. And then right around there is when you got the nod to ride the XG750 for Black Hills Harley Davidson also. Is that about when that call came? Yep. Uh, that's when the opportunity came to ride the, the Black Hills Harley Davidson. And uh, our first race was at Black Hills. So, yeah, okay. that was a, it was a really cool race to come out and ride the XG for the first time, especially in front of Sturgis all the Harley people being there and stuff. So we came home with a fourth, I believe on the XG, the first race won the semi that day. I mean, it was, it went pretty good. I think if I would have had a better start in the main, I probably would have had a good chance to win the race, but, uh, kind of screwed that up at the beginning of the race by uh, not getting a very good start, but the XG was a really fun bike to ride there and I had fun. 
and that's understandable when you hop on a, a different motorcycle a twin that you hadn't been used to riding it's you know starting on a twin is completely different than starting on a 450 right oh yeah totally different uh, gotta ride the bike differently honestly uh with how much bigger and heavier it is and how much more power it's got you definitely gotta ride it different and uh I definitely learned a lot this year riding the twin and the single on the same days and stuff, but uh, it definitely helped me how I am as a rider. So the next weekend or just a few days later, as a matter of fact, we go out, out back out to California. Uh, you didn't have a good finish on your 450. You got a seventh, but you got the first ever Grand National victory on an XG750. So your name's going to be in the record book for having the first win at a Grand National on XG. How does that make you feel? Uh, it was awesome. You know, I, I wanted to win on the Harley uh, at the first race at Black Hills, but uh, we didn't make that happen. So I told myself in Sacramento, I got to make it happen and uh, try and get these guys a win for them. So, uh, yeah, we ended up winning Sacramento, which was really crazy. Um, I don't think anybody's seen me to win that race. And uh, past Corey and James around the outside, which uh, was huge, you know. So we got the win and it couldn't have went any better and uh we made the harley guys proud um that's the second time i've made history on a motorcycle that nobody's ever won on so the first time that's was right. on the bmw and uh now it's the xg so it's uh it's going good you know it's always good to get a a win to where you're making history and stuff so that's always cool that is really cool so peoria sixth place finish what happened there i really expected you to be up to the front yeah honestly that track is like I hate that track the most out of all of them in the season. Wow. Peoria is not okay. my place. We do not wow. gel together at all. Um, huh. Yeah, I struggled okay. a bunch. And, yeah, it just didn't, doesn't work out with me and Peoria, I don't think. So I was there in 2016, and um, I think I got, like, second to last probably. So, yeah, we don't, <laughs> don't gel too well with Peoria. But uh, six wasn't wasn't as bad as I thought I was going to get. So I, I was happy about it. But uh, you always want to win races. So I was – I was also bummed out too so why don't you get along with peoria what's the deal you don't like the jump you don't like the pmc burgers uh, i mean what's the deal <laughs> the pmc burgers are always good but uh <laughs> no like 2016 when i raced there it was really rough and uh that's when it rained and it got really soft and i felt like this year was kind of rough too so it didn't play in my favor i'm more of a smooth track kind of guy i feel like but uh yeah just with all the rain coming in, I feel like with it being so tacky and how the track changed, it didn't really suit my style too much. But uh, them guys up front were flying. That's all I can say is Dallas and them. They were on a different level that day. And uh, shout out to them. They were ripping. Absolutely. So uh, talk about Dallas. You know, a 16-year-old coming into the series halfway through the year, how impressive? How impressed were you as a rider who has to race against him with how his uh, you know half of the year went for him? Hey man, he's an awesome rider. Coming, I didn't think honestly that he probably would have won a race by the end of the year but uh he did at peoria and it was really it was really cool to see it's definitely uh i like seeing the up-and-comer kids uh showing us older guys what's uh what's going on so yeah it was cool to see him win and uh he's only going to get better from here i'm i'm saying this now i'm i'm sure he's going to be in the championship fight next year and battling for race wins and uh championship at the end of the year so that's, that's funny you call yourself an older guy can you even get in a bar yet i mean are you are you even 21 ah, no <laughs> no but i feel like i've i've been pro for a couple of years now so i can i can say that i'm one of those guys now so man watch out for them gray hairs they'll be coming in soon yeah right <laughs> so we go to springfield short track you get a win there williams go up half mile a win there in your homes you know home state where you're from yeah not too far away from uh you know in pennsylvania so 
which meant more to you, winning there in Springfield or winning at Williams Grove? Uh, they were both huge. Springfield was probably the best weekend we had all year. It was going for that triple that triple win and didn't happen. But uh, we came back in Williams Grove, and I came with a vengeance. And we almost did the, the double sweep in one night. Nobody's ever done and uh, winning on the XG and the single. But uh, we got second and first at Williams Grove, and that was that was so cool to have all my family and my friends there. And uh, most of my, my friends haven't even seen me race or anything, so it was cool. And to get a win in front of them and all my all my family and my mom and stuff being there, it was awesome. And uh really like Williams Grove. The track suits my style, I feel like, a lot with uh, having to make your breaking points down the straightaway pretty much because the turns are so tight. So, yeah, that was awesome, and the track was cool. So I had a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait to go back there next year. Yeah, I think I think your mom was sitting right in front of me because I, I I know she had a, a Dalton Gautier shirt on. She kept turning around looking at me. And she was giving me a thumbs up. I'm pretty sure it was your mom, and she's so excited for you. So it's pretty cool to win in front of your home, you know, in front of your family and friends for sure. Yeah. Uh, the last sure. two rounds, not good finishes for you, I would say. You know, Minnesota a fourth, not bad, but then uh, Meadowlands a 14th. It seemed like you might have had only one bike. I think on my uh, pit walk there for on Facebook, yeah. you only had one bike. You had no engine in the other bike. It was just sitting there. I was like, that one's got some get out and push, but, uh, Meadowlands looked like you just went out there just to try to salvage whatever points you could. Is that right? Yeah, it was pretty much uh hold on and try and keep it. You know, I, I was trying to, trying to stay up with them fast guys up in the front, but, uh, I couldn't make it happen. Our bike wasn't probably the best it, it should have been. You know, we ran, we lost the transmission the week before in Minnesota. So yeah, we were on my backup bike, which is my motorcycle island now. That uh, pretty much bone stock, except it has a head on it. But uh, gotcha. we're, I feel like we're down on power a little bit. But uh, I just wanted to bring it home, and I knew I could have finished 15th or better. So we finished 14th. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a struggle that weekend for sure. My mind was a little out there. I mean, I was losing a little bit here and there, and getting mad at rob here and there because i was just stressing out and uh we pulled it together though and we made it happen and, uh, i feel like i rode well at, at minnesota but uh jumping the start there either too wasn't the best thing that happened but uh yeah we finished fourth in minnesota which probably I, i'm saying is make it making it the make or break point of uh winning the championship so new jersey wasn't that that great of a race but we made it happen so i'm happy well, congratulations on the championship. And also, I'd like to point out that in the, in the production twins, you got fourth in the points there with two wins, three podiums in the 11 race series. So all in all, yeah. are you satisfied with 2019? I mean, I, I'd, I'd have to say so. I mean, 2019 was a crazy year, a lot of ups and downs, stressful nights and days. And uh, it worked out, man. I'm, I'm stoked about winning the championship. Uh, not a lot of people can say they've done it. And I'm only looking towards the future now and uh, i know i can make a bit at some more championships in the future if uh all goes my way so uh, i'm just gonna keep riding motorcycles and having fun and uh, yeah just keep grinding well speaking of the future do you have anything firmed up for 2020 do you know what you're doing you know who you're riding for is there anything you can tell us uh we'll have to keep that a secret you guys will okay. have to find out in uh 2020 i'd have to say <laughs> all right well give us a call uh, and and uh, we'd like to we'd like to debut that here on off the groove if you if you could Right on. Sounds good. All right. And, so, uh, what do you I'd do? I'd be, be happy to announce my plans with you guys. That'd be great. I'm allowed to. So that'd yeah. be great. So, what do you do between now and the end of the year? Then, uh, just keep staying on the bike. I, I think that's the best thing for me right now is uh, staying on the bike and uh, staying, staying loose and 
staying fit. So that's all I can do right now. I feel like, and yeah, just uh, enjoying enjoying the weather here in Florida and hanging out with um, all my racing buddies. So yeah. Okay. Um, if it was up to you right now, would you move up to the premier class, or is that part of the secret, or you want you want to just stay away from that for now? We'll just we'll just stay away from it now. <laughs> all right, all right, that's cool. Uh, you guys, well, well, I'll make sure that you guys get the first first hand view of the what what I'm cool, doing man. next year. So. All right, I appreciate that, Dalton. So uh, again, we yep. appreciate your time coming on here. Uh, before I let you go, it's time for Graham's question. She, you know, she likes following you. She says she's been a fan of you for a long time, but she says she wants to know where's your championship drive come from. Like, did you play sports in school or or anything like that to to learn how to win championships? Where's your drive come from? Oh man, just uh, never played sports growing up, but uh, I just I just feel like winning is the is the best thing to do. I mean, it's the best feeling, you know, when you win a race. It's like nothing else matters. So. I just tried to win as many races as I could this year, and uh, it ended up winning, ended up being winning the championship. So that helped us a bunch. But uh, yeah, that's just uh, that's how I feel like with winning a championship, you just got to win as many races as you can and stay consistent, and not make too many fumbles or mistakes, you know. So that's what I did, and uh, we ended up winning it. So couldn't have won any better. How about how big of a program is Robbie Bobby McClendon? I mean, how. How big is that to you to have him in your corner? Oh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, Rob's like my brother and my dad at the same time. You know, he's helped me out a bunch, and uh, we gel really well together, like I've said before. And It's only going to get better from here. I feel like me and him get stronger and stronger every time we work together. So we'll see. Uh, I hope he's with me for next year with whatever I do. And uh, I just want him to know that I'm happy for him helping me out and uh, thankful for him to help me get back to on my feet and back race motorcycles. Right on. Um, also, I noticed up in New Jersey that Morgan Mitchell had everything that he's owned was thrown in the back of the truck with you guys. And he went down South to Florida with you. So how's that working out? You guys been riding a lot together? Yeah, we pretty much ride every day. I mean, on the mini bikes or on the big bikes, the race bikes, um, we're always riding. So yeah, we're just having fun. It's a little crazy living, living with Mitchell, but, uh, it's been fun and, uh, we're having a good time. Did he bring his cat? No, I tried to get him to bring his cat, man, but he wasn't about it. He he didn't want okay. to bring him. Uh, the cat might not travel well. Well, yeah. We <laughs> we appreciate your time. You want to say thanks to anybody before we let you go? Uh man, I just want to thank my whole team from this year and all my supporters: D&D Cycles, Covered Smash, Seafood Atlantic, Dodge Bros Race, and Bell Helmets, Alpine Stars, Light Shoe, Evans, Morris Racing, Saddleman, Pro Plates. Just everybody that's helped me um, wouldn't have won the championship if it wasn't for them. So can't thank them enough. Awesome, man. Let us know when you're ready to release some big news for 2020. We'll be waiting for you, okay? Thanks for your time so much, Dalton. Sounds good. Thanks, Scotty. All right. Take care, bud. Yep. Thanks, guys. See ya. Dalton, go time, go to you. You and your toys. I love that, dude. There's nothing better than the echo, the reverb effect, and just crank that thing up and just hear <laughs> my name or hear my voice 10 times. Awesome interview. Was worth the wait. Um, love hearing from him every time. Dude, the, just a raw talent. Love the kid um, and love what he did in, in 2019. Super impressive and super cool to hear him walk through it. And 
He said he would let us know when he has news that he can share for next year. He's going to let us know right here on Off the Group. I, I'm glad that you caught that. That was my favorite part of the interview. I mean, it sounds like we might have some breaking news for 2020. And uh, I hope so. He didn't tease anything. He wouldn't even let a little bit out of the bag. But it sounds like he kind of knows what the plan is already. I think so. You know, most people do know what you're going to do next year if you've already got something, set, you know, worked out. If you don't, you're still a question mark. So I think he has something already figured out. He probably can't announce it, announce it until January 1st. You know, a lot of the contracts, January 1st through December 31st. I think we've talked about that a couple of times. But, but uh, and I look forward to hearing what he's doing for 2020. We talked to all the champions from AFT. That's great, man. We got them all. We should probably talk to a couple other riders. I know that, you know, you they might not have won the championship, but there's some other uh, riders that had some pretty epic seasons and be worth walking through. But I'm glad that we got all three of them um, here to start the off season. I think that, that that about does it for episode 103. Do you have a flat track fact for us this week? As a matter of fact, I don't. Oh, you're just, you're already like one foot out the door on the way to Denver, aren't you? I'm ready. I'm ready to see some Broncos football. I haven't been to a Broncos game in the Broncos stadium in a long time. I've been to one in Dallas. It's only three hours away. I've been to one in Kansas City. That's five and a half hours away. Denver's about 10 and a half or 11 hours away. So uh, I'm lucky enough. I'm getting some some tickets from my cousin and me and my girlfriend, Shelly, going to go watch the Broncos play the uh, Browns. Going to be a great time. Right on. Well, appreciate everybody for listening. Now we've talked to all three champions. We got to talk to Alicia Lewis a little while ago. Appreciate all the follows, all the listens. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends. And guess what, Carter? We'll talk to you next Friday. Every Friday. Talk to you next week, dude. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks, actually, because I'm actually uh, I'm actually going to be on that bike ride. Completely forgot. We're going to have to. You ready to record our next episode? Yeah, I guess so. Well, have fun. Don't get that monkey butt. That's what you when you ride on that butt uh, that seat for so long, you get monkey butt. So uh, uh, don't get no monkey butt. They got monkey <laughs> butt powder. You might pick some up before you leave. Uh, that's great. Um, I'll uh, I might stock up, go to Costco, and get a big old bin of it for the boys. Then you can sell it to those guys. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> at like double the price. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, all right. Talk to you in a few. Right. Sounds good. Have fun. Peace. Are you dressing up for Halloween? Uh, maybe. We'll see. Maybe you might see a video or two out on Instagram, me riding as a grandma or something. We'll see. <laughs> uh, 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 sounds cool.